slave. I sometimes scream out, no. When really, I mean, yes. Yes, yes! And this is why we have the safe word. Until we hear the safe word, we will not stop. She's not a Christian! No! Jason Rouse. Because of the city, introduce uh, a decent way to purchase marijuana, and then people go, oh, there's money there. Yeah, right? And then they, everybody Just gets extradited out. Decoupage a dumpster and then rent it out for $400 a month or some shit like that. A decoupage? Yeah, it's like, uh, I hate that I know what it is, but it's like you take like pieces of paper and then you glue them to the tops of things. No, I don't. Care what it means? I just can't believe you said it to me. I'm like, what, what, who do you think you're talking to? This is the Arts and Crafts podcast I, you're doing. I, no, I was um, educated in the city of Hamilton. Okay, <laughs> we got uh, our first crayons in grade ten. So, <laughs> Safety crayons. Safety crayons. They already had bites out of the end. Yeah, I was but, born in that shithole. You know, you were born in Hamilton. I was born in the Hammer, and then I my knew folks... there was something I liked about you. Yeah, there was a we smell there. Yeah, I fucking, uh, my parents moved me out when I was two because they were like, he's either going to be a they cop or a hell's f- angel, and either way, <laughs> fuck that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, uh, they're, they fled like from a third world country during a war crisis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not a, um, but it is changed. So you're born in Hamilton, what year? 83. 83. Yeah. So your parents, are they from Hamilton or? No, no, they're from here. They're from Toronto, but they were like just trying to get uh, you know nice family sort of uh, scenery and all that kind yeah. of shit. But then they suburbanites. Yeah, and then they realized sort of what Hamilton was actually like. Because well, from probably, the surface, it looks all right. You know, probably <laughs> that time it was probably you know because the, there was work there. A lot of people from out east and stuff in the seventies and eighties came to Hamilton for the industry, and uh, they were disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> the industry was a hangover and a black eye. Yeah, man. Now it's all just like empty DeFasco plants and shit like that, and dudes doing crack and yeah. <laughs> abandoned warehouses. And kind of mom and pop coffee shops and stuff. So, yeah. But, um, so you move uh, from Hamilton is two. You end up in Toronto. Yeah. You well, I grew up in Markham in the suburbs, like sort of McCown and Steele. Just a sort of like suburban area. And then I moved downtown when I was 17, started doing that uh, Humber School of Comedy. I remember that. Is that the, around the time that we met? Probably, yeah. I think you uh, you were like two years before me. You went in that class where they, they got all you like really good comics to go in the first year, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They just wanted to attach their name to a bunch of people that yeah. were already killing it. Well, they were, they were like, um, you know, trying to do something different, new. And did you get kicked out too? Yeah, I got kicked out twice. They kicked me twice. out and then they gave me a scholarship to come back and then I got kicked out again. But it was like, I just didn't do, because it's a proper college course. You have to do two courses that have nothing to do with comedy. I got to do one course because uh, I'm barely literate. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the program the first year, uh, the first program, uh, they had a sister program in New York, uh. which was kind of a bonus thing that I'm a little disappointed that they lost because it was a nice kind of graduation which would that's what part of the graduation was is we uh, the classes uh, students in New York and uh, Toronto would join forces and do a variety show comedy and yeah, sketch and be stuff way better but uh, it didn't really we went to Caroline's and I think there was like 30 people there yeah. friends and family and stuff so uh, it is what it is. It's evolved that school, man. It's gotten good. You know, it's it's probably like 15 years now. It's been open, and uh, yeah. they're pumping people out. Every major like sort of Canadian comedy award that gets done up, it's like 90 percent of them are people that have gone through Humber. All these people talk shit about like comedy schools, but I think it's like why why every other art form can you have an institution for higher learning, but you can't with comedy. Like you can do it with jazz. There's courses on fucking hip hop. There's courses on The Simpsons. You totally, can't totally because I think people label it under that you're going to learn how to be funny. Yeah, right. All it does is if you have a, a, a funny bone, it just kind of helps give you a, a broader skill set on writing and performing and, and yeah. things like that. And all aspects of like television and film and things yeah. like that. So. I love when people hate learning that stuff. It's like, fuck you, I don't yeah. want to learn it. Yeah. I know everything. It's I'll like, learn on my own. My path is right. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're Dave Chappelle saying that, you have no fucking... Mm-hmm. <laughs> no right. But he did his comedy in the School of Hard Knocks, which was Central Park. Oh, yeah, yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? So he went 
he saved his money, probably didn't have the money or opportunities to go to a college or a workshop, so it was all learned by doing. You want to know something crazy? His mom is actually super educated. She's the first ever female in America to have a PhD in African-American studies. Whoa. Yeah, he's actually from a relatively intellectual family. He, yeah. But he, she started taking him to, to stuff at 14 years old. Yes. And then he met that Planet guy seeds. in the park. Who is the fucking guy? Yeah. There's a he, video. He's a famous uh, comic. I think he's since died, but um, he um, he would do shows, stand-up shows in Central Park and kind of was mentoring Dave Chappelle. That's right. I'm trying to remember the name of the fucking yeah. guy. But have you seen that video? It's crazy. He's got like a thousand fucking people in uh, Central Park. Is there a microphone park. or is he just yelling? Uh, yeah, he's just yelling, dude. And it's dirty shit, too. It's not like like I was expecting him to sort of be doing New like... New Yorkers, huh? Well, you think there's like children everywhere or whatever. You think he's going to clean it up a little bit. It's like, nah, man, he's straight talking about his dick in the middle of the day in Central Park just yelling. Yeah. And thousands of because people, literally. The, the, no one's freaking out because they've seen three of them on the subway on the way down to the show. Yeah, exactly, man. I'm going to try to find this guy's fucking name because he was fucking just like Jimmy something or whatever. I yeah, I've heard him, his name come up in... Charlie Barnett. That's right, Charlie That's Barnett. That's it, man. He, did a, he got uh, offered a, a position audition at Saturday Night Live and didn't go because he couldn't read. What? Yeah. That's you. That's what happened to you, too, right? No, no. <laughs> I came in because I had my own shit on my face. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Michaels. I'm like, this is my new character. It's called Dog Shit Donnie. <laughs> and all he does is stand here and melt. Yeah, right? How can we contemporize that for TV, Jason? Mm, let me see. Is he wacky? <laughs> oh, is he ever? Sometimes. Sometimes he just spins around and people run <laughs> with his hands out. Always trying to kiss people's moms and stuff with his shitty, shitty mouth. All right, you're being gross now, oh, Brian. I'm sorry. So you come to Toronto, you go to Humber, you yeah. get out of Humber, you go on to just start doing the comedy. I was just doing comedy around what were here. Your kind of regular beaten pat. Like, what were your three major rooms that you were doing in the first few years? Well, I started doing. Uh, which what's now the Underground Comedy Cafe, which is uh, Joey who uh, Puff Mama yeah. who runs that place, and uh, so I, I, it was weird, man. I went to uh, Vancouver when I was about 22, and I was, was like drinking real hard. I was drinking like 26 of uh, Jameson a day. What year beer. was that? Fuck, dude. I'm uh, 10 years ago, literally. Okay. So uh, 10 or 11 years ago, and uh, 2006. Sound to that effect? Yeah, I just had come back. Oh yeah, yeah. I was moved back from. I left England around that time. Yeah. And you'd moved out west. Yeah, I went out there for the summer. Are you running from me, Brian? <laughs> as much as I can, yeah. Fuck it, dumb. And I, I went out there, and then I just uh, sort of left myself alone. And when I left myself alone, I just started writing comedy like crazy. I was like, I'm going to take this seriously. And I got home and then uh, sobered up a bit. And then uh, came home, and then Joey gave me the show, so I just started working on that. And then they opened uh, Vapor Central, which is another lounge, mm -hmm. and I started hosting that. I just quit that after 10 years the other week. Yeah. And um, I got out of that because there's some weird uh, fuckery that happened with people that sure. work there. So uh, I, I just didn't want to be associated with the joint anymore. But um, yeah, that was kind of it. But after the the uh, the initial one with well, Joey... Explain those, explain those rooms, because you're kind of being dismissive of the whole thing. But it was... <laughs> it, I always tell people, I go like, especially at Vapor, it was... I would say it was like the number one, I don't know, maybe I'm labeling it wrong, probably open mic in the world. For a while, I believe that to be very true. It'd you know, I think for about five years. 100 kids in there a night? It was uh, 100, 120 capacity, and we were that one show was sold out for five, six years straight. And then we started doing um, more shows and more shows, and then it got kind of diluted, and then I was traveling so much, so I was only there half the time. Now they still have shows. Hunter still does his show on Thursday and stuff. Uh -huh. But, um, yeah, man, it, it also was like a thing after a while. Although it's cool, and what we're talking about is sort of like marijuana-friendly lounges, by the way. But, like, it was really cool to uh, sort of uh, be involved in the, in the coming up of that shit. But that whole industry has been very... Uh, corporatized and softened up and it's not as dangerous as it used to be and it's not as not as fun quite frankly so yeah well you up. you uh you grew out of it brian yeah it got boring and I'm you fucking... started to see the things it wasn't offering you anymore it's the same deal living the same fucking day over and over yeah. again you know what i mean and comedians we, i like to think that we like to change yeah i i like to travel man it's the biggest thing and these fucking guys like get so um try to be like oh i'm the, I'm the king of the toronto scene i'm the king of the chicago no, scene it's like cares? think about the world you know what i mean totally i've always <clears throat> you know i try to explain to some people that are bitching and complaining about their careers in the this country yeah. and i'm like raise the bar yeah, man. Like, are you seriously going to limit your career to the politics of the Canada? Yeah. Uh, and the industry? Because you're, you're finished. 
And nobody in the rest of the world really gives a shit about this country. It's like when you ask them, sort of like, what do you think of Canadian comics? Most of them say, like, I don't. I don't think about that. I haven't thought about you guys. Like, in their heads, we're all yeah. fucking beaver pelt wearing fucking sure. polar bear riding motherfuckers. Yeah, until you know? we make a hit movie like Ace Ventura. Or, yeah. You know. And then people go, oh, he was Canadian. You know how many people I'd sell in Australia? I'm like, yeah, there's amazing Canadian comics. Mike Myers, yeah, yeah, Jim yeah. Carrey. They have no idea. They're like, no way. I think Mike Myers is the start. Yeah, when yeah. you name the list, and then you always, and then you remember John Candy and Dan Aykroyd for me yeah, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many great guys. Like, Candy was the fucking best oh. Canadian actor I think ever. You know, he was the shit. Fucking planes, trains, and automobiles. Like it just goes on and on and on. Yeah. Those movies now are still just as funny as any Hangover or Dumb and Dumber or anything yeah. in the last 20 years. It just seemed that there was like better storylines in those fucking movies too, man. It seemed like there was a little more, um, I don't know, quality in the at, writing. Just, just, just look at John Candy and Steve Martin side by side. What yeah. kind of comedy <laughs> legends? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's always, uh, yeah, I dig it. Steve Martin did some stand-up a little while ago. He lost a, a bet to Jerry Seinfeld. When was the last time he did it? Oh, I don't know, maybe 40 years ago? Fuck me, really? Some, I don't know, something like what? that. What? Yeah, that dude, like, he said he stopped uh, doing comedy because, uh, like... It's too big. Yeah, the stadiums and shit, right? Like, yeah. he was, like, beetling out, and he couldn't tell if he was doing good or not. Yeah. I see that with a lot of guys when they get famous, and then they have their the own... trajectory. Um, yeah. But they play to their own audience, and it's like, like you know, when you watch it at the end of Kinison's career, where people are just applauding because he's who he is. Like, it's not quality, and he can't tell. It's a spectacle. Yeah. Like, I heard Louie will just go and do black rooms now, because he can still tell whether shit's funny or not. Louie like, Anderson? No. <laughs> <laughs> How are you motherfuckers doing? Yeah, yeah. They think he's a big white girl. Yeah, <laughs> like I'll take him. Yeah, what's the deal with the ghetto? Yeah, we're <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no, Louis, oh, Louis when, you, when you did that, I could feel a handgun down in front of my pants. He's funny, Louis Anderson. Remember that fucking life with Louis? That was good shit. Oh, Louis's great. He's, yeah. he's pro- very underestimated, and uh, I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Louis. Oh yeah, Anderson. here he gives great back rubs too. I heard, but he <laughs> doesn't use his hand. He just rubs his cock up and down the small of your back. Right, right. Gets those knots out. I let, I let him put it on my back once. <laughs> Just for the story, just so I'd have an <laughs> Edinburgh show next year. This is where Louis touched me. CK, no Anderson. <laughs> yeah, how many conversations you think are going on like that? Fucking dudes talking about Louis, and in their head they're just like, "Oh, Louis Anderson." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, so you come. Up, who were kind of your peers? I, I'm gonna maybe name a couple of guys. You can tell me. Uh, you know, like uh, Hunter, Mike Rita. The, the kind of 420 kids that kind of came out of your generation. I don't, I don't know, know that, know anything. but your, your friends smoke pot. <laughs> a couple of them, man. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I don't really try to... I don't know. Who, whoever like sort of came up in that scene, the whole idea was just that nobody would give us uh, places to play. Yeah. Specifically uh, That's why I went me. to gay bars in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did. I started going to gay clubs that had stages. Yeah, yeah. And booked my shows. And then I would put myself somewhere in the middle and bring out a, a gay-friendly uh, headliner. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they would close the show, and we were... It was busy. Yeah, man. And they were great. But so you started setting, do it yourself. Yeah, the old guard kind of wouldn't let us up. And so the um, Joey specifically at uh, the Underground was one of the ones, like, she just gave me the time. She just let me go up. And, like, I mean, especially when you're first starting comedy, I think that's a good thing is, like, to sort of do uh, as much hosting as you can. Because where the fuck else are you going to get, like, 40 minutes of stage time a week kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, and not only that is you get to go in between acts and regroup yeah. and, 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 okay, make some notes. Oh, I'm going to try this, to set, you know, yeah. later in the set. There's uh, some things. I'm. Uh, I prefer. I enjoy hosting like amateur nights and things like that. Yeah. But as far as me being an ambassador to a Friday night <laughs> show where yeah. people have just finished dinner, I'm, I don't. I can make the transition, but I'm so flippant when taking a hard left yeah. that it could. It it, it it leaves room for discussion with management. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that's sort of if somebody's hiring you, that's what they're getting involved in. I mean, I don't think anybody would hire you with looking at your stuff and expect you to, to fucking be clean or something. No, you know but I mean? or maybe 15 years ago when I was yeah. kind of in the cusp of either middling uh, or going to headliner or becoming side-moded to uh, MC. 
Yeah, yeah. But he also likes one of those things where if you get real good at MC and then they're always that's putting why his I did it so badly. Yeah, so I always found it was like better to like move up in the like I mean get the stage time and try the jokes out. But still, when you're MC and it's hard to get a gauge on the joke is if it's you know like if you're middling or whatever. It's you know everything's set up. It's nice the yeah. environment. Like when you have to fucking pull them in and then put the joke on. It's not necessarily always a great representation of how the joke would be on, in a headline set. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, but yeah, no, those places were, were a lot of fun, and uh, I'm glad it, it, it blossomed Einstein's? into this whole thing. You know what? Einstein's. Einstein's. Have you ever done that one before? I was like, that That's started. That's an awful room. That place started, I think, a week before I did comedy. Yeah. I think, because I. I can't it, believe it's still going. It's, How the well, fuck talking, does that still go? It's going, it's, oh, it's 20 year plus years. Oh, God. 22 decades. And not one good show. <laughs> that place there's is the been worst. moments there's like huge because we were going there every week it was like the Sunday spot the kind of purge and you know the waitresses would walk in front of the stage but in New York that's a lot of the spots are like that there's oh, a yeah. waiting list you know so but uh, yeah it was fucked there's a bunch of fucked up rooms you know but there's it seems to be more rooms, uh, way more rooms than there were ten years ago. Yeah. Oh man, it's crazy now, and I think that's a lot of what it is. Uh, Andrew Clark, the guy from uh, Humber School of Comedy, mm-hmm. he was saying that's the biggest thing he's noticed is that there's themed shows everywhere. So it's like, oh, it's a girl show, it's a you know gay a funny show, show, it's a weed show, it's a yeah. Can we just get a fucking funny show? Yeah. But yeah, the the nerd shows, all that shit. So it gets very specific. So instead of like having it's a full on club, it's so clicky. It's clicky. It's fucking brutal, man. We do these these kind of package shows and it's like fucking where's all the funny yeah it's a hard thing to, to sort of reconcile because like you just want to be able to have good comics hang out with each other but it's not like that these days man it's weird it's very it's been uh, the scene's been divided heavily in the last 10 years or something it used to be everybody was just like a click of comics now it's like a click of you know uh, angry feminist comics a click of uh, misogynistic yeah. jocks a click of fucking stoners a click and i, I don't know man i i, I just Fucking with Toronto sometimes, like I've been here too long and I, I can deal with it for a bit, but all that shit gets in my head and I, I feel better and more uh, complete as a comic when I'm just on the road fucking doing yeah. new places. Yeah, when you start people. using reoccurring things as points of reference, yeah. then it's time to get away. Then the habit forms and yeah. then it's all, it just becomes gross. Yeah, it feels like fucking, I don't know, man. And like we were talking about before, it's sort of change should be a good thing for a we're comic. We're shut-ins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a shut-in. Yeah, yeah. I just want to be a shut-in and do comedy. Yeah. That's what I do all day is I shut myself in until yeah. the night comes and then I cross, oh. scuttle into the street. I turn into fog and then go <laughs> up into a tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't like it. Like the day people and the night people. Oh, day walkers. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the day walkers are the yeah. worst. <laughs> Fucking disgusting. <laughs> yeah, there, it's a weird thing. Where's the bank? Yeah, you forget sometimes when you get on stage, and then like you're like, oh, these people get offended when you say fuck, and you forget like, oh yeah, she's oh, been yeah. in an office for the totally. last, hasn't heard the word fuck in like a year. She's <laughs> a kindergarten teacher at a Christian school. Yeah, and you're up there going, what does your beaver look like? Yeah, right. The second you get Can on I stage, wake my golf shoe off on your fucking clit, <laughs> my lady. <laughs> yeah, you, it can be a little excessive, can it? I don't do that kind of stuff. I like to ease them in and then smell their hair before I leave. Oh man. The worst visuals. Sometimes your visuals haunt me for days and stuff they like do. that. I'm going to be seeing someone fucking grinding a golf shoe into a clit in my head every time I go to sleep <laughs> for the next month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like someone took a meat tenderizer to a rabbit's foot. <laughs> That's what her beaver McNeil looked like. Ew. <laughs> so... Uh, so you come out you, you finish Humber I finished Humber I went to Vancouver I sobered up I came back I started doing the weed shows with Joey and then uh, that blossomed into another show and then I did that and then within that I got signed to Yuck Yucks and then um, uh, Breslin was really cool to me the guy who owns Yuck Yucks is the uh, you know, like like you, he's got a similar sense of humor. Uh, mm. He just gets it. You know, you can kind of be. Uh, Mark's in the know. Yeah, is it? Is it? Man, so many people talk shit about that guy, and none of those people would even have fucking jobs or careers if he hadn't done what he's done. Like, I mean, nobody you know completely gets along with everybody, but you gotta respect what he's done. <laughs> totally. Know? And if and you don't, you're it, an like, idiot. I mean, like, he has a punk element to him. You know, punk as fuck, man. Mark yeah. Mark Breslin is punk as fuck. Yeah, man. He, uh, you know, he told me, he goes, no, I wear suits 
Because it's the uniform of the enemy. That's what he told me. Yeah, he goes, <laughs> you get a lot uh, further into enemy lines dressed like them or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. And then he hold up his web <laughs> finger and then I, I, I passed out. My nose started bleeding like scanners. <laughs> yeah, man. You're no, working man. with BJ Woodbury. <laughs> I did have the worst tour with BJ. Did you? Fuck, man. He was the first. Mixed, I've had mixed uh, situations. He's, he's very. One way or the other. Yeah, he's a wild cat, man. He was he drove this little red convertible. What? We're talking about like, like a four hundred pound grizzly man. Yeah. yeah, he's a large man. But a Miata. He looks like uh, Roy Nelson. He looks exactly like fucking yeah from the UFC. Roy but Nelson. But add another hundred fifty pounds and about uh, six inches of height. Yeah, yeah. He's got hands like anyway. So we, BJ pulls up. The sunroof is down. It's like plus five <laughs> in the fall. I get in. It's freezing. And I'm You're like... Sweating buckets uh, probably. We're shoulder to shoulder. And this fuck, it looks like a Hot Wheels car. <laughs> and uh, I'm driving. It's totally uncomfortable. I'm just like, of course this is happening. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I go, do you mind if I stand up? And take a piss out the back. Yeah. He goes, I'll stop on the brakes and snap your fucking back on the windshield. <laughs> and I'm like, and? So he was in a good mood that day. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, some funny stuff. Well, he was the thing with Meyerhog where he fucking crashed the car and then he, he, he wouldn't let Meyerhog drive. He crashed the car, separated his shoulder, and then he made Paul pop his fucking arm back. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yeah, he's yelling at him. He goes, opener, opener. He's calling him opener. Didn't know his name or anything. It's like, pop my fucking arm back or some shit. So he had to, like, pop his arm back. <laughs> but he crashed. They were driving through the goddamn Rockies, I believe. I was drove through it. I, he was a vegetarian when I, when I was rolling through. And he doesn't drink. Yeah, but I mean, he's a he's full of shit a lot of times too. He told me he was a fucking like brush pilot and shit too. Oh yeah, yeah. But that dude, uh, we were driving through, and he was fucking vegetarian at the time, I guess. But again, we're talking about three hundred fifty pound man. I, I doubt he was a vegetarian, but um, he's just yelling, yelling at this fucking uh, poor girl who was working at Subway because she touched uh, meat with the plastic gloves that then touched his sandwich, and he's just fucking, you know what the fuck, you little fucking bitch. And I'm really? like, yeah, we're in like rural fucking BC or something. And I'm like, this is Cool, man. The plastic on the sandwich? Well, he was, she was just wearing gloves, and she had made my sandwich, which had meat in it, and then oh. she, he went and, she went and made his sandwich, which had veggies, and he, uh. I thought he was going to fucking kill it. And I was like, dude, this isn't cool. We need to get the fuck out of here. You yeah. know what I mean? Smoking all my weed, eating all my food. I'm making like a third what he was making, yeah. you know, all that kind of shit. So they, they put you on one tour with that fucking guy, and that's what that happens when you get signed to Yax. You get one tour with BJ. <laughs> <laughs> they see if you can fucking survive. Oh, I've been on... <laughs> Kids come back with full beards and patches over one eye. I was there. <laughs> Don't look at me. Close the light and I'll tell you the story of Saskatoon and how I lost the eye. <laughs> yeah, man. You get a lot of those dudes when you first start with yucks, but uh, it's going to be uh, all right. Like, I mean, I, I work with um, the other side of the fence now, and uh, it's been fun, you know? Like, I, I liked uh, yucks for having a little bit more leeway with what I could say, but I think a lot of the shows are organized better on the other side of it but again you run into the censorship on, on the other side from time to time yeah isn't it it's our venue our morals right it's fucking kind of ridiculous because if you hire someone for something then you start telling them how to do their job yeah, you know you're I mean? a bartender who counts beer bottles yeah and you're going to give me uh, your perspective you're going to be gone <laughs> in six months anyway you think you're a comedy person no you don't know shit yeah yeah you're going to be traveling in Tibet trying to get laid in six months you know what I mean if you're lucky yeah, if you're lucky. Tibetan boy. Yeah. But yeah after all that crap, um, lately it's just been, uh, you know, after all the, the stuff with, with Yucks and everything, just started hitting uh, Europe. And then Oz. I've been going to Oz the last three years. That's been sweet, yeah, man. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, like, um, uh, just for the winter. Get New my Zealand? Skinny bones out of here. No, not New Zealand yet. But uh, Oz have been doing a lot of cities there. Um Perth and Sydney and How Melbourne. How long do you usually go out? Three weeks? Three months. I've been doing three, three months. months because, uh, I, again, I just get cold, man. I don't like the cold, oh, dude. I hate it. Oh, I'm you're from skinny. Canada. You must be used to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I was born under an igloo or something. Like, and everybody thinks people from Canada like the cold. It's like, no, I just fucking yeah. deal with it, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Until you can get a green when card. When I'm in California, I just like to pull out a tray of ice cubes and just start licking them and <laughs> singing fucking, oh, Canada. <laughs> no, I don't like it. I never got used to it. I never liked the cold, you know. Yeah. I can't stand it. And Oz, uh, like, their summer is our winter and vice versa. So it's, like, it gets really fucking hot. Like, I was saying it was 46 degrees Celsius that one day. I thought I was going to fucking die. And then you're, like, doing shows at is night. It's dry. It must be dry, eh? Yeah, parts of, like, one side of it's dry. The other side of it's, like, a fucking tropical rainforest. It's super humid, you know? The fucking bats, too. Oh, my God. You'd the be bats. in heaven. There's bats everywhere. 
la, oh, you'd be horny the whole time. They're huge. <laughs> they're huge, dude. They fucking fruit bats. Okay, you know how like we see the bats and it's like, oh, they look like flying mice. Like the closest Rats. animal. Yeah, look, these are like flying foxes. Like they're the size of yeah, fucking dogs. Do they have longer snouts? Yeah, it looks like a German shepherd with wings. <laughs> <laughs> and you feel like the Same wind tail. coming up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but they, there's thousands of them. Thousands. I'm not exaggerating, man. Like you'll Do look they up, eat them? Uh, can you I eat bats? Know. I know they're like disease. I guess like eating a rat. They got a lot of disease, I think. But like, yeah, they and they come close, man. Like they My swoop down. My disease is against their diseases. We'll see who wins. <laughs> yeah. See if you can beat AIDS, bat. <laughs> <laughs> Rouse AIDS. Rouse yeah, man. AIDS. But it's uh, the, the wildlife is great there. They're nice, lovely people. I mean, it's not. It's like Canada. You can tour there steady for three months and then. You gotta it's find over. something else yeah. to do, but yeah, it's a it's a beautiful place. People are awesome. They dig you there. They're f- they're filthy. They have no no political correctness really there. Yeah. No, they're, and they're, I've seen some <laughs> viral videos of racist rants of uh, people in like restaurants and oh, shit they like get that. pretty racist, man. Like, and it's it's weirdly accepted uh, in a lot of ways. Like, sometimes it's not, like, in some of the cities, but for the most part, you know, you'll have someone talk about an abo, which is what they call Aborigines people yeah. and stuff like that, and very casually drop, like, racism like that. That's what I call the joint know. between my forearm and my upper arm, yeah. my elbow. <laughs> Why would they make fun of elbows? It doesn't make sense, does it? But that's what they say. Mm. Yeah, they fucking, uh, they get pretty... You almost got in yeah, they get like weird uh, racist with uh, colors because there's not a lot of different colors. They killed all the other colors. Yeah. It's 22 million people. 20 million of them are white. Uh, I think I mean, about 1 million are miscellaneous races and the other million are Aborigines, I believe that's about right. Uh, about 100,000 Italian. Tropical whitey, buddy. Yeah, they call, see, those guys like uh, like Mediterranean styles, they call them wogs, like W O G. I thought like WAP, like we call like Italian no, guys. No, woggles. Wog. Yeah, yeah. Like that's woggle, what, like blackface uh, woggle. Woggle. Uh, yeah, but not like Woggle, but, but I guess maybe that is where it, where it comes yeah. from. I don't know, man. But uh, yeah, it, I've it, heard of Wog before, but it's it's more of a. Uh, uh, I think there's a kind of a don't those dolls, those blackface dolls and stuff. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Ones that you have at your house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My mom gave them to me. That those are antiques. Bed, yeah. Oh, it's, it's a family heirloom. <laughs> Let it go. Let it go. Did you ever see those fucking things people still had on the lawns and stuff? They had, like the little jockeys oh, with I the black guys. I, I know, see, man. It's yeah, fucking yeah. nuts. Like, what are you doing, dude? But, you know, maybe be worth something on the Antiques Roadshow. Get, get, like get the, George I, Zimmerman to sell it for you, the guy who sold that gun that killed Trayvon. I like He'll to go up to those piece uh, of shit. black um, uh, statues. What are they called? The Water Boys? With the, oh. the lantern boys? Yeah, like and they look like uh, like jockeys. Kinda. I take the lantern out and glue a handgun into his hand, so it looks like he's just standing in the front lawn with a gun. You got a guard with an NWA shirt on. <laughs> and put them in the rich neighborhoods. Yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. That. Ha- straight out of Compton hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, it's a weird thing. I don't. It's a weird thing I think over there, just because again, like they're not exposed to it. It's like anywhere you go in the world, you know, like yeah, product of your environment. Yeah, man, and it's people up to you are to rise above. And the further you get outside of a city where there's just nobody's different, then the more you get people that are shitty like that. But you know, having said that, Australia is also like a super progressive place with a lot of shit, and it's beautiful. Everybody's healthy as fuck, dude. Yeah. They're, one of their biggest import-export problems with drugs is steroids. So yeah, man, like fucking Stallone got busted there for human growth hormone and yeah. shit like that. There's so much fucking roids. Like you is walk there a lot around, of jacked people. Massive, massive. Yeah. They're, 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 well, it's the '80s. Yeah. Late '90s. And you think too early nineties, yeah. They got culled too, right? So like these guys are the fucking the um, descendants of prisoners, but they also had like a, a one in three chance or like a one in two chance of dying on the on the boat ride over. So the people who made it would have been like really strong genes yeah. and all this kind of stuff. So, so the guys over there are jacked, and the girls are all fucking hot. All fucking like, yeah. There's like I, two or three of them that aren't tens, I think, in the whole fucking country. Really? It, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How come they send all the pigs to London then? Oh, man. The ones who travel got money, I guess, are fucking a little bit oinky. I don't know. <laughs> they got extradited through. You go, you're too ugly to live in Australia. Yeah. Go to London. They'll know what to do with it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They see a lot. She's the most beautiful woman yeah. I've ever seen. <laughs> she doesn't even have horns. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, love. There's a sugar cube. Get down. Oh, they're rough in England, aren't they, man? That yeah. shit. But you know what? The, the, My the skin stays back. Nice. Did it? Because I didn't get laid in London. <laughs> it just came back like an old toenail. Guy, I was there for almost a year, and I think I had sex once in England. And it wasn't for lack of like it being available. It was How like, long were you there? A about year? a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
but then I'd go into like Croatia or Romania, oh. or, and it was just beautiful women. But um, my God, they look like garbage bags filled with mayonnaise in England for the okay, most part. You know what? There's a family <laughs> beside us eating right now, and that kid is retired, but he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> he looks happy. Yeah, well, pass the potatoes, Lloyd. Yeah, man. Are you going back to England? No. No. <laughs> no. 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 Nah, I, I would. Uh, no, no, I'd love to. You know, my visa expired. Yeah. And uh, when it did, uh, my green card was coming into effect anyway, so I had to pick one or the other, which my the end game was a green card. Yeah. I wanted to try and get the hardest thing and shoot as high as I could on uh, mm. that. And, uh after realistically the, the five years that I was in London, um, it uh, my it, I I covered everything that I could have. There was it was starting to get uh, a repeat. Right. You know, there were some nice little things like playing the Glee clubs and the in, in the nicer clubs that I was on a regular basis with. Yeah, um, were uh, were always a treat. But um, there was there was no really I wasn't growing anymore as a performer and. Uh, my when my V's expired, my green card came in. So it was I had a Ching plan. Chan. Yeah. Well, I found too. Like I went there for a big reason was to learn from them, learn comedy from them, right? And uh, because I was a huge fan of like Blackadder and all those Britcoms and yeah. shit and Faulty Towers. And what I realized really quick when I got there was like they're really good at acting and sketch, but the stand-up is behind where we're at. You know what I mean? Like it's sort of like they speak a monologue to the audience. It's still really it edgy to have like a white guy rapping there on stage and shit like that. You know, like there are guys who are good here and there but even their high-end guys it seems like like Stuart Lee and stuff would be like sort of more one-man show than actual club stand-up the way that we do it Phil K I don't know if I know Phil K yeah we were talking about him was it you no oh that kid that when we were standing outside the corner comedy club uh, he lived in uh, England for a year I think was he hosting no yeah and he said uh, what was I talking about (laughs) England and Phil K oh yeah, there's some wild, uh, you know, like Simon Munnery. Do you know Simon Munnery? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen him before. See, there are some dudes, yeah, where they're very conceptual and, like, out there and, like, really weird, unique guys. But as far as, like, the club level of stand-up, I felt similar. I don't know if that's why you felt that way, but that's how I felt, too. I wasn't learning. You know why? It was like I, I've learned from better guys in Canada with stand-up, you know? You, um, there's corporate work is very big there. So a lot of the comics, have, for financial reasons, because they've got bills and families... <laughs> They, they kind of gravitate towards that kind of mechanics for, as a corporate comedian. They're, they're looking to do cruise ships. Right. You know, that's, that's their kind of retirement plan is to mm-hmm. go on to do Christmas parties over the holidays and then eventually fade into... Like, uh, yeah, me, mediocrity and obscurity. Yeah. But it's so fucking weird, man. Like, why would you be in this line of work if you want money? Like, if Everybody's got motive. Goal, Everyone has yeah, their own motive. If your goal is money, like, go to fucking... Go Hollywood. in the oil industry or fucking something like that. Like, comedy is not but a place to make money. But some people are uh, high-stakes gamblers. You yeah. know what I mean? Um... But it's and so hard. To, I just don't understand, like, why you would try it if that was your motivation. Like, they want a reality show. They want, it, they want that... that they, they've looked at... The well, I'm not as good looking as Kim Kardashian, but I'm more interesting, right? So I have this sense of entitlement to do chase this kind of Kanye Westy, Justin Beaver, all the 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 whipped cream on the dog shit, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's not a uh, whipped cream on dog shit, but everyone has their other you know motive. Some people work because they have to, some people don't want to dig dishes and they got a half a sense of humor and they know how to formulate material and, right. and go on to just do it well those cats in England too like a lot of it I think is like the motivation for money is driven by the fact that the cost of living is so fucking high there like I mean if you're living in fucking England um, I mean I think I was paying like 300 quid a, a week or something like that it was like $600 a week I live in a shit neighborhood, you know, and like everybody that's there is, uh, I mean, it rains 300 days a year. You got millionaires all over the place. Everything. You live in a shoebox. It'll cost you a million bucks a year. Well, New York. Yeah, New York's similar. You know, you any major city, I'm ever since feeling that Berlin's probably a lot like that, too. I think it's just density and population. You know, you don't get that Los Angeles because it's built like Mississauga. Yeah, it's all spread, spread out, yeah. you know. The rent's relatively cheap, and there's space. Yeah, yeah. You know, and everyone's in cars anyway, so distance is not so much of a factor as if you're doing public transit. Yeah, yeah. But um, what are some of your favorite cities to do your shit? In the world, like, the last little while has been... 
Uh, well, I love Toronto. I love uh, Sydney's been one of my faves. I've been playing the Sydney Comedy Store the last couple of years. That's become one of my faves. Uh, Perth, Australia. You ran into uh, my buddy Al Delbeni. Al Al Delbeni, yeah, yeah, he's awesome. He's got really nice teeth. Yeah, doesn't he? He's got those big American like newscaster teeth. He's a great. He's a Hollywood guy, you know. Yeah, he's yeah. Those pearly whites. Yeah, but he's a nice fella too. Like he's got that like uh, hey, like he can wink and gun you. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, but yeah, still, it's funny. like he's genuine, dude. He you know? he. We were at the Laugh Factory uh, and. It just turned out it was like six, like Harlem Williams, Jeremy Hotz, Russell Peters, wow, uh, myself, and a couple other Canadians. We're all kind of show, oh, Andrews Rukas. We're all kind of standing at the back of the club, and Al walks by and he goes, "Fucking Canadians, <laughs> taking our jobs, <laughs> <laughs> fucking immigrants." Yeah, yeah he's uh, he's cool. I miss Al, but um, yeah, he lives out in um, Sydney, uh, a place called Manly, which is really beautiful, uh, with his wife, who I think used to be a manager at uh, yes, the comedy she was club at the Laugh Factory. Yeah, yeah, he does well out there. I did some shows with him in Perth too, and all this kind of stuff, you know. But um, yeah, there's been a, a sweet one. But I'm just starting to go into the states this year, so. Europe, uh, so I'm looking forward to, sorry, uh, New Orleans is a place I've always wanted to perform yeah. in. I'm going to be performing there this summer, so Great. pumped for that. And Cali. But yeah, my favorite ones the last little while have been like Sydney, Perth, uh, Toronto. I always love Vancouver, you know. What's a city that's just like dog shit? Oof, like Outside of North America. Ah, man. There's a lot of them in England. Like most okay, of them. Okay, Oh, yeah. But like well, yeah, but but sometimes they can be great shows in these shit towns. Yeah, weird. Looks like you're like driving into Middle Earth in some fucking weird little rock hut or something. Yeah, I've done shows in castles, churches. Yeah, this cool shit. Like one of the worst cities I think for for it has been um, Vaughn. Vaughn. Yeah, any suburban <laughs> ones. I hate the fucking suburban clubs. That's where I'll fucking go with that. Because I can get on with people in most cities, but like fuck, you get into. I, I got nothing to relate. With you, if you fucking go to bed at 10 p.m. and fucking, no. you know, you never had a drug problem. <laughs> yeah, we got nothing. Never hit a woman in public. <laughs> <laughs> All the good stuff. That just happened, didn't it? Our prime minister got in trouble for lightly elbowing a woman's titty. But that's the thing, though. It wasn't an elbow. Yeah, right. It just it brushed her with his elbow. Yeah, it was like. No, it was like. It looked like curling. <laughs> the, the, his trajectory and then she it wasn't like he was aiming for her tit oh yeah she's just a cunt yeah and she got you see what the fucking opposition Thomas Mulcair started yelling at Trudeau he's like you would hit a woman in public oh, you're yeah. pathetic you're pathetic you you're know like, what you Trudeau should have walked over and knocked that guy out and goes, now there's sweet. two girls crying here today <laughs> <laughs> and one face. of them's got a gray beard, you pussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he fucking really went to town and tried to just, like, assassinate him. But I think he's one of those dudes who, like, like the guy from the NDP is, like, the guy who got, got in a fight with the coolest guy in school and lost, you know yeah. what I mean? And now he's trying to get any little, yeah, <laughs> any little thing he can scratches. on him. Hey. He hits girls. Like, yeah. no, he doesn't. Shut up. You lost the fight, Yeah, bitch. <laughs> I would like to see, I think there would be, the voting system would be a little more intense and to the point if Trudeau started sucker punching people randomly in the <laughs> House of Commons, you know. Yeah. Or not sucker punch, maybe a slap, a left-handed slap to the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Left is fair. Left is fair. Left is fair. See, yeah. a lot of people don't know that about me. I'm fair. <laughs> Take my rings off and I hit with my left. Yeah. Remember uh, Chrétien, though, like the prime minister, two prime ministers ago, he had like multiple times people tried to like put pies in his face and he like yeah. punched them out and shit like yeah, that. I think yeah, I would yeah. fucking get in a fight every week. Was he French-Canadian? Yeah, he was. That's what happened. They love to go, man. I had, I'm not going to get it. You know they're the descendants of soldiers and whores in Quebec? So here's like the, the initial... Is that still a restaurant? Yeah, it is. Soldiers and whores? Oh, my God. <laughs> the best salmon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they would have... <laughs> Initially in Montreal, they had a bunch of uh, French soldiers there and stuff like that. And they were like all uh, sort of like ditching out on the army and shit like that because it was really cold and stuff when they were fighting the British. So what? They, and there was no women. So what the French king did is he sent a boatload, three boatloads of whores called the King's Girls over to Montreal. How many are in each boat? Ah, uh, man, enough I'm to, to visualize this. Enough to feed a family for sure. <laughs> From <laughs> but, behind. <laughs> but they, uh. Uh, they came over and then like by rank, the guys got to choose the hookers and stuff as wives. And that was the initial population boom. In Montreal, it was the, the, soldiers and hookers. So that's why they're that all hot and have cool facial for, scars. For a hooker to be chosen as a wife, yeah, yeah, you're kind of really t- taking away her independence. That's like pretty woman. Yeah. <laughs> you ever kiss a hooker on the mouth? <sighs> yeah, but just tongue, no lips. All right. And what about women? <laughs> <laughs> that's gross. No way. <laughs> yeah. What am I in grade four? Fuck that. 
Uh, speaking of. Uh, kids just rolled into this place. It's going to bang that kid's bangle. <laughs> I think you have to, isn't, don't you have some kind of court order we have to get out of here now? That's what my hand's sweating. <laughs> it always knows that when I get Your ankle over. bracelets beep. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> it sprays out the smell of Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> that smell, mommy. No, Brendan, no. Candyman can. <laughs> Beaten off. Candyman can. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah, we're on a, like a pretty crowded patio right now. Yeah, filled with fucking PC hipsters. I'm surprised we haven't. I'm been tired of walking in the. I said this before, and I'll say it again. I'm tired of walking into a, a place, a public place, and realizing I could kill everybody in this room easily. Yeah, isn't it weird? I could throw. I don't even want to get into it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just picturing you fucking throwing hot cups of coffee in people's faces <laughs> while you cry and scream. Picture it. Watch this. <laughs> Get your phone out. We're about to make ten grand on America's Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> is that shit still around? Because like America's Funniest Home Videos is essentially like YouTube, isn't it? Yeah, that, it's outdated. Even ridiculousness. And Miss Saget, though. That was good stuff. That was great. Fuck. Because every time they cut the commercial, you'd hear the beginning of him saying, fucking cunts. <laughs> and we're back. I love the first time I ever found out that he was dirty because I was probably in my 20s before I realized he was a dirty comic. Yeah. You know? That I was cool. he was a comic. Yeah. That was like and finding out all the wrestlers were on drugs, too. You know? You're like, wait, but he's so clean. Yeah, he seems yeah, yeah. so healthy. Like, nah, roids and coke. Yeah, that's how, who starts off their job with jumping over a fence and screaming at somebody? That's a wrestler. Ah! Yeah. Oh, I'm totally relaxed. I know exactly what I'm doing. So many of those guys died, hey? Did you ever watch wrestling when you were a kid? Did I? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was in it for maybe about six months, yeah. like 86. Like Warrior Hogan kind of era? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. no, I was even Andre the Giant Hogan. Oh, wow, yeah. And uh, saw that. And then these celebrities and athletes would start making camera. It was like insane claim clown posse, I think. For yeah, they wrestled for a while. Yeah, there was like a bunch of just... I think, uh, uh, what's the transvestite basketball player? <laughs> Rodman. Yeah. He yeah, was, he wrestled. He wrestled for a bit. Yeah, it's man. It's so weird. It's so strange, man. Like but I love the fact that it's not like... Um, it's because the, the mixed martial arts scene is totally debunked yeah. wrestling. Because you'll oh. see what a real fight looks like. Yeah. And then you look at it and go, oh, it's Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, right? And, like, those moves would never work. Like, no. I've done a bit of kung fu in the past, and it's so interesting. Like, a lot of the stuff that they teach you in that, you realize that it's obsolete when you watch MMA. Because if, if things like a crane fist actually worked in a fight, you know, like, you'd see it. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? But you don't see it in those it, things. It was, it's, the mixed martial arts has debunked all the holes. Yeah. Because these world-class athletes are bringing the best of the best, tried-and-true skill set yeah. to submit or knock out their well, opponent. That, that's probably like, I mean, I like it for tai that, but Chi I also... is not going to fly in a fist fight. <laughs> no, no, no. But fucking like, but that's a part of it. What I, I do like about it is that, yeah, it's sort of like debunked all those fucking like myths. Like, oh, careful, man. He's going to dragon tail you. It's like, yeah. no, nah, that doesn't work. But at the same time, what I don't like is like MMA, or sorry, like like martial arts, when I was starting them was like, when I was little, was, uh, it wasn't like a jockey thing. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like a fucking sports guy thing. It was a weird kind of underground kind Kind of like yeah, it was like admitting that you played Dungeons and Dragons. That's to right. That's right. It was almost nerdy. You showed him an eight-sided dice. Yeah, yeah. And now it's like it's all these fucking bros and affliction shit and everything. But I, I mean, I, I like that there's that kind of stuff. But still, I, I don't like watch a guy like John Jones. John Jones is 30 years ago. Probably wouldn't have even been training in those kinds of uh, things and stuff like that. But you'd put a super athlete like that in a, a couple like a couple years of training, he's fucking breaking faces all over the place, right? Yeah, it's wild. He's like having fucking like. LeBron James trained as a fighter. You know yeah. I mean? But that's what I'd like to see. Is like, I'd like to see like Super LeBron. Super freaks. Yeah. Like, well, remember Bo Jackson? I don't know how I'm, why I'm even bringing this up. Yeah. But he played baseball in, in this. Yeah, baseball it, and football. There was a snowboarder in, I think, Sean Palmer. I think his name was. Yeah, Palmer's sick. In the uh, 80s, and he competed in, like, downhill mountain bike, uh, a downhill uh snowboard and then half pipe and like he and all in one day yeah yeah these guys that just cover all the bases yeah he, i mean just like a good 
uh, extreme athlete, if you want to call it that. Sean White's good like that. Danny Cass is good like that. Those guys can like skate and, sh- and snowboard yeah. too. Um, there's a lot of them that do that crossover stuff. It's not as different. Like I just started surfing two years ago in Australia and um, I've been skating my whole life and, and snowboarding my whole life and it didn't take as, as long as I thought it would to get it because it is similar. You're still kind of like going that direction. But yeah, it's like but with no edge. Yeah. Well, you, that, that's a big thing is when you carve like snowboard or skateboards, like you feel it is like vibrating through your whole body. Water's so soft and malleable. Like the second you just dip your toes forward, the whole fucking board oh, swings yeah. around, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, It's fun, yeah, yeah. man. It is, uh, it's a difficult thing. I remember I get up on the front of a wave where it would just be moving me through there. Uh-huh. But I just try and get it towards the beach. And um, then it, some, you get pitched. But you don't understand. You fall how many feet? And then the wave comes over you another feet. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you, you're, you're 10 feet underwater <laughs> and you just stepped off the end of a coffee table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a wild thing. People don't understand that in the waves, too. It's like, what's in the waves? Hurts like hell, too. Like, there's all shells and sticks and stuff Syringes, inside the condoms. water. <laughs> yeah, depending on the beach. Oh, eh? yeah. But no, it's fucking... Nah. I understand why people dig it and it becomes their life, but I'm fucking so glad I didn't grow up next to a beach surfing because I would have got nothing done. Like, I wouldn't... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's man. very uh, uh, zen kind of uh, experience. It's, it's you know? easy to get lost in it and just be like a surfer dude that, you know, does a regular job and then hits the beach every day. But, yeah. I mean, it's a great way to live a life, but I, I got shit to do, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the water that much. Is it cold? I'll be over here eating a yeah. mango. Yeah, right. Can yeah. someone pass me my rolling papers? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I like Oslo. Some of that water, too, man, it's just uh, it's like bath water, you know, and you go in it, and it's fucking so gravy. Even, like, when it's warm in the summer, I, I don't like cold water, man. I don't like that shit hitting no. my body. <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're thin person. You, you feel That's a nice way to put much. it. Thanks. Yeah, no, like, myself <laughs> included, I'm like... Oh, I, why are you complaining about the cold? Because you're 380. Yeah. And 200 of it is fat. I know. I've got friends that are like big fat guys that in the winter go outside for cigarettes and like a t-shirt and yeah, stuff. Or like yeah. minus 30. Shuffling across the sidewalk and flip-flops and yeah. a towel wrapped around their head. Yeah, yeah. It's a little nippy out there. Huh? <laughs> Fuck, I wish I was a fat guy for that one reason. For the winters. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You can blow it out for the winter, but then you got to work it all off in the summer. Right. Like I usually just now I've been trying to lose weight now. Yeah. Is uh, I, I jerk off in a garbage bag. <laughs> Try to fill it up. No, no. It's gross. <laughs> Drop all the water. I just do it. I keep whacking it until like I'm almost about to come. Right. But I sweat because the bag's tied up. I'm in a bag. Oh, you put a bag over your head. I'm in the bag. We're talking about a plastic bag or garbage a garbage bag. Oh, the whole body's in the bag. I'm a hole in there. It's blacked out. I'm hunched over. That's so why I that got... garbage bag was in the sauna this morning. Well, it's in there because that is how I make love. <laughs> I, w- I don't want to be anywhere and I don't want to see anything. I just want to feel the the, the, the you touch. F- fuck like a raccoon in a garbage bag. Well, what I do is, do you want to hear this or not? I'd appreciate <laughs> it. I mean, I'm not here for nothing. <laughs> I don't know. How many times do you think you can beat off in a sauna without passing out? You wake up, you got a big white bird mark on the side of your face because you're hunched over in the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Look like dark, man. I fucking remember getting uh, fucking some uh, one of my exes in a sauna. And oh, I, and I thought, but, but I found out after that it was really bad for you. You know what I mean? Because you get like super hot. You can apparently have bad heart attacks. Her? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, I, but I was like halfway through it, I was like, God, why am I so tired? I can't yeah. <laughs> have fucking heart palpitations and shit. Your lips look like an old truck driver's asshole because yeah. you're so dry. Yeah, so still not a bad way to go, but not the time I want it to happen at, you know? Where's the worst place you banged? The worst church part wow, a bunch of church stuff from when I was younger in the Catholic world I went to Catholic school for 16 years a lot of a lot of, a lot of church stuff Ugh. and that's and just the priest yeah yeah there was like but it was like we had no other place you could do it and you know that like certain areas wouldn't have cameras like the confessionals and like the fucking uh, where the of, priests were having sex that's right they just put a fucking and sock just, over the end of the lens and then it's hammer time <laughs> That's right. It looks like someone's chasing a chicken around in a barn. <laughs> <laughs> and then the kid gets it. Yeah, right? Yeah, no, they were around there, man. I think one of my buddies fucked, like, in the church, like, on the main pulpit one time. Like, the fucking, uh, like, the, like, on the stage kind of thing, I guess, you know? I love to see, I always thought about this. Say there's a church been around for 100 years. Mm. So there's a single camera shot, and it just films for a hundred years yeah. and to see how many people get banged in that church murder <laughs> drug deal you know it's it, it's it's not a, a 
the place that they think. It's like any other place on this planet. Somebody came in it. Right, yeah. Probably more people than not, you know? It's a weird thing, like... Uh, or more people than you think, rather. But, yeah, yeah, it's a weird thing because uh, a lot of those priests, most of them just have sex with, like, you know, people. You know what I mean? Like, I had uh, or three... Or skin knee. Right. I had a couple of priests in my family, you know. And a uh, bunch of those dudes, like, I remember one of my uncles, he went up... Because uh, they, they have, like, um, rehab for priests and stuff. So if they get, like, drunk or... Too, my, and my uncle, he, he got a bit into the booze. And so they'd send him up there to dry out every now and again. And there was, like, fucking pedophiles up there and shit. So it would be, like... Or, or guys that just had been having sex with other people. But also mixed in with, like, all yeah. these different people. So Deviants. Like, yeah, so, like, but, uh, you know, one guy's on booze. It's a hell of a different addiction than <laughs> fucking children, you know? Yeah. So, like... Is uh, it really? Uh, it's like, you know, I heard the withdrawal's different. Yeah, tell yeah. me about it. They but would scream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they would send them up there to get these guys all fucking dried out or stop them from doing whatever, you know what I mean? And um, a lot of them were just there because they, they were having regular sex, but they were trying to, like, stop. The, you know, like, you have to go through some course, you know, it's uh, wrong and it's evil. But just a human, man, just because you got, got a fucking uh, degree and a, and, a, and a man dress on doesn't mean you're fucking... You know, not going to get boners. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, they should put saltpeter in the water. Right. Do you yeah. know what that does? Does it make it shrivel? No, it just makes you unable to get a uh, an erection. I think they use it in the military a lot. They put it in the food. What is it? Saltpeter. Oh, I got to get me some of that. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Just so you can rub the jellyfish up against some girl's leg? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't know he was going to sleep in like this. Right? Go to a Justin Bieber concert and then feed all that to the guys and then they'll all be horny. And you're the uh, only one with a boner. Boom. All right. That's the show, folks. And, uh, <laughs> it's been a good one. <laughs> uh, speaking of shows, yeah. I have a show this Friday in Hamilton. In oh, his, in the Hammer, too. In ha- Hamilton. Uh, what day? Seeing Jason in his natural environment would yeah. be pretty special. Uh, it's called Ten Decades, and it's uh, 32 West Street, Hamilton. Or sorry, 32 Hess Street, uh, Hamilton. It's a cocktail lounge. Uh, my friend running here, and we're gonna do a show. It's ten bucks at the door. Yeah, but not cocktails like drinks. Like cocktails, like people who, who are wearing no. cocks as tails. They actually there's a uh, like a recycling bin at the door with these kind of. My grandmother knit all these cocks. Oh, that's nice. You of know, them. ever pin the tail and the donkey? Yes. Well, it's just dick. Uh, I don't think she really even made them I think she got them from Value Village or something Put the dick in the ass Uh, (laughs) Your birthdays are the worst, Grandma This this Friday in Hamilton will be my last show here for quite some time in Canada And um, you're going to be where? Um, well, June and July, I'm starting a tour with Absolute Comedy So I'll be in uh, Toronto, Absolute, doing a headline And... um, Oh, sorry. I'll be in Toronto doing a headline in Ottawa, Kingston in the summer. And uh, yeah, so that'll be June and July. I'm doing those three cities twice each. And Instagram, Twitter, website. Yeah, Instagram's uh, BOG. Twitter's uh, at BOG underscore 416. And um, yeah, other than that, I'll be in your town. I'm also starting a podcast soon, too, called The Sunday Purge. And it'll just be like a bunch of comedians yelling about all the stuff they're angry at that week (coughs) and talking about current events politics and dicks fantastic yeah. and uh always check out jasonrouse.com thanks again uh, for listening to safe word sorry about uh we had some problems i had the recording levels down on a couple episodes so hopefully that's fixed and uh look for upcoming dates in poland germany sweden yeah. uh and i think maybe some other eastern european countries maybe in the fall and uh bye <laughs> Don't kiss me on the mouth. Don't ask if you're hurting me. And if you hear the safe word, stop what you're doing immediately. Do you have pantyhose?